And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. That was Exodus 33, verse 19, and this is the Essential Bible Studies Podcast. I'm Stephen McFarlane, joined by Tim Young. Once again, welcome to the basement for another <laughs> podcast together. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen, for the the introduction this time. We're going to be studying one of the most remarkable passages of Scripture. I can't think of really anything that's more essential because this passage of Scripture is referenced all over the Bible. And if you know this, you're going to see echoes of it all over the place. So we're going to be spending two podcasts on this. In fact, I was thinking of one time we did a podcast together. I think it was on the creation of man. Mm -hmm. And you introduced me to this concept of Bible speed bumps. Do you remember that? I do. (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking about that and I was thinking, well, this is more than a speed bump. This is like a mountain. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, we're actually going to the mountain with Moses. (laughs) So. We're going we've to, ascended with them. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we're ascended with Moses into the mountain because what we're going to be looking at is Exodus 33 and Exodus chapter 34, uh, this story about Moses' interaction with God in the mountain where, where mm. God actually proclaims his name before him. It is just, just a remarkable piece of, of Scripture that we really want to just put ourselves there up on that mountain with Moses and, and get to know God like mm-hmm. Moses wanted to get to know God, mm-hmm. right? So if you've never read this before, we're going to be reading through or going through Exodus chapter 33, and we're going to start at verse 11. But the whole background of this, if you're not familiar with this, is the children of Israel have come out of Egypt by the great judgments of God. They've gone through the Red Sea. Egyptians have been killed, and they've been saved from their slavery, and they enter into the wilderness wanderings, and they come to Mount Sinai, and here God gives them the law, and they become his people, but they they transgress, and that's where they, they worship an idol, the golden calf, and God gets angry with them for that. And Moses breaks the Ten Commandments, so you might be familiar with that. And at this point in the story, that's where we're at, and Moses would meet with God in a special tent of meeting that you can read of in verses 7 through 11. You'd see this cloud descend on the tent, and Moses would go in the tent, and there he would converse with God. And there it says in verse 11, Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And that's so amazing. If you think about it, Moses had this direct communication face to face with God. We get insight into this conversation that they're having. Hmm. So we come to verse 12, and this is where the, the conversation starts. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. So Moses is feeling a little anxious here because of the sins of Israel. God's saying, I'm not going to go up with you to the promised land. And Moses is saying, well, how how can I go up if you're not with me? And so he's begging with God that he will go with him. And he says in verse 13, Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. 
you can see how he's pleading with God, mm-hmm. please come with me. And he knows that he has to get to know God better. If you think of anybody in the Bible, Moses at this point, like they've been through the, the plagues of Egypt and, and Moses has done all these miracles at God's hands and God has already spoken to him, given a law, that of anybody, Moses would have known who God was. But you see here in this verse, in verse 13, he's saying now, show me your ways. Because hmm. Moses knows, as we should really realize, that we don't really know God to the fullest extent. We need to develop that relationship that gets deeper and deeper with God and asking him the same thing, that we might find this favor, or this grace in his eyes. It's just kind of hit me. I know we've talked a little bit about this ahead of jumping into it. But it just kind of hit me as you were going through that with the lead-in of verse 11. And then it made me think about Abraham, the friend of God. David, a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Moses. There's this development of a closeness with God. <laughs> yeah. All three faithful men who developed this closeness with the Father. And I like how you just put it. Because it shows there's this development. Mm-hmm. And there's three very different men of faith that we can look to. High points in their life. Low, low points, points in yeah. their life. As you said, Moses having seen incredible things coming out of the land of Egypt, the waters part. All these incredible acts of God still working to develop this relationship and this closeness with God. And I think there's maybe the first lesson for us and really that could potentially excite us wherever we are on our journey reading the Bible. Maybe this is the first time we've, we've kind of you know picked up a podcast related to something religious or something related to the Bible. There's a development that can take place. And I think you know this can be a great first step in these chapters, 33 and 34, can be uh, you know a great plateau for us to just kind of stand on for a little bit. We're on the mountain with Moses yeah. to try to understand and to develop that relationship with God just a little bit more. So I think it's a nice way to frame it. And just how important knowledge is, because Moses really shows us the reason for knowledge is so that we might find grace in God's eyes, right? It's not an end in itself. There's a purpose behind this. Just to jump down to verse 17, the Lord hears Moses and he says, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do for you have found favor in my sight and I know you by name. That one just kind of blows me away because God says, I'm going to do this because I know you by name. And Moses is asking to know God's name. And he turns around and says, because I know you by name. Yeah. I mean, God's omniscient, right? Mm-hmm. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. He knows everybody. Yeah. Yet there's something special here, isn't there, in this relationship that they speak face to face as a man speaks to his friend mm-hmm. that... God knows Moses in a very special way that they have that relationship. You know, as you kind of talk through, looking back to to verse 12, verse 13, you've already read it a number of times for us, if I have found favor. Mm. Other translations, you may find grace, right? The word grace. And you see it throughout this record. You know, if you trace through, you'll find it in verse 12. You'll find it twice in verse 13, verse 16, verse 17, twice in verse 19. It's just found throughout this record. There's this aspect of this development seeking for this grace or this favor from God. And then to your point, all of a sudden you get down to verse 17 and 
you have found favor in my sight. I know you by name. It's like God's going to answer this request from Moses. There's this development between the two. As, as Moses is reaching out to try to understand God in a deeper way, God is now going to do just that. Moses puts forward the requests. God is going to answer. And I thought an excellent uh, passage in the New Testament that I've always loved. Um, here's one of the speed bump verses for you, Tim, in okay. the New Testament. <laughs> I'm slowing down. 2 Timothy 2 verse 19. Because we read there, it says, but God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. Ooh, okay. And so all of a sudden, now you relate that back to Exodus 33. God says, I know you by name. There's this aspect of God knowing those that are his. Mm. It forces you to ask the question, whose are you? (laughs) Right. And... It's an interesting in the context of what Moses is doing here where he's pleading with God to get to know God better, to deepen that understanding and that relationship with God. And we see from 2 Timothy 2, God knows those that are his. He knows those that are putting forward that same effort, that same attitude, that development of character. And so it's it's helpful for us to think about, are we working to develop the same attitude? Are we requesting the very same thing from God to get to know him better? It's one thing to say yes and then to have our Bible sitting on a shelf and to never look at it again. And I think this is a really good impetus for us maybe to, to try to deepen that understanding. Yeah. I was thinking of another verse, like when you said that from the Timothy verse. I think, yeah, that's a good one. There's another one in Galatians 4 and verses 8 and 9, which I might Paul might be referring back to this incident. He tells the Galatians, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather, to be known by God, how can you turn back to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world, whose slaves you want to be once more? So you see that there? He says, now that you've come to know God, but he says, or rather, to be known by God. Hmm. That is amazing to me, that this aspect that when we're no longer slaves to the world, as the Israelites were, we come to know God and he comes to know us. That's the importance of this relationship that mm-hmm. we hope to have like Moses in, in some way of not only knowing God, but really him knowing us. That's fantastic. Amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, I feel like there's a lot more to this than we're going to have time to go through. Yeah. Because as you're kind of reading off certain verses, the, the words of, of James you know, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Oh, yeah. And here's Moses now ascending up a mountain to, to draw nigh to okay. God. And here's God yeah. now going to reveal himself and, and his name to Moses. And so again, it you know, how are we doing this? How is the development in our own lives in drawing nigh to God, in oh, understanding who he is? Yeah. I think there's there's so much there. And I think it's exciting to, to see it as a bit of a, you know, stepping stone in Exodus 33 here as we go through. And, you know, I couldn't help but notice as you read through that in verse 13, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there it says, now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, it doesn't say, please show me your character. Please reveal to me your name. It says, please show me now your ways. I thought that was interesting because here we've gone through in the book of Exodus We've had God, and, and obviously there's been a, a number of laws in, in this, you know, God has, has revealed himself to Moses, and he's talked, he's communed with him as a man speaks with his friend, and yet Moses realizes there's there's something more to God. He wants to understand the ways of God. And so again, all of this is just showing that there's this deepening that Moses is trying to understand. And we're going to get to that 
in the next podcast in Exodus 34 oh, in yeah, terms yeah. of the, the actual answer. But it's just interesting to see the foundation of what Moses is really trying to drive towards here uh, of developing this and, and trying to understand and see the ways of God as he works in his own life to develop that in his discipleship. Now, if we continue on in Exodus 33, Moses asks again for something different, or is it different? Because when you come to verse 18, it says, Moses said, please show me your glory. I think the King James, it says, I beseech you. There's this real pleading on the, on the part of Moses in this request to say, show me your glory. What is he asking there? Really? Mm. Because when I think of glory, I think of like effulgent light, something like that. And that really is part of this. All of this is this kind of power that emanates uh, from God. And that if we were fully exposed to as human beings, we would die mm. in that very presence. And here's Moses saying, show me your glory. What is he really asking for there? Well, in verse 19, I think the answer of God to that plea is interesting because God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So there's some connection there between God's glory and his name. Now, we talked about this in the last podcast because God had already proclaimed his name to Moses at the burning bush in Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 3, his memorial name of Yahweh. And that's what it is here. And we saw in that podcast, it literally means he who will be, or I will be who I will be, is the uh, conclusion we came to that in the Hebrew grammar. And it's also here, if you think about it, there's an I will be. God says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So God is now even revealing himself more in this instance, and this is exactly what Moses, I think, is asking, to see God's glory. He wants to know what he's all about. He wants to know his character. And I, I Stop with the word character, because usually we talk about characters developing character. Mm. God doesn't develop these things. This is who he is, right? So these, probably better stated, his qualities, right? He wants to know the qualities of God. He wants to know his personality. I know, is that another word? (laughs) To really know a person, you go beyond just their purpose. You go beyond who they actually are Mm -hmm. as the way that they think and the, the way that they make decisions. And that's, that, I think that's what Moses is really asking for here. Yeah, and I think it's, I think to your point, there's the question in verse 18. God provides the answer in verse 19. And then by the time we get to a bit of a teaser for the next podcast, in Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, Moses is satisfied. He yeah. doesn't push any further. He right. doesn't ask a third question, <laughs> oh. right? No, he, he goes, falls down and worships God, Exactly. Right? Yeah. Show me thy ways. Show me thy glory. And then once God goes through his qualities, as you said, that's it. That's it for Moses. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it's another, you know, wonderful point about just reading the Bible. Stay within the context. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have those questions. What is he really getting at? Keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. You know, the answers are there for us. And certainly, you know, Moses is satisfied by what he gets from God when he turned to Exodus 34. And I think here, here's another really good example, right? Two things. Number one, don't stop asking questions. Certainly Moses didn't, you know, and God was able to help reveal the, the answers for him. But also, I mean, here's the prayer of all those that would seek to know God, to be a disciple of God. This is what we want to understand as well. The very same request that Moses puts forward here is the very same request that should be coming from each of us. How can we understand and develop that relationship with God? How can we seek to know him more so that we can then be more like him? We can manifest God. It's a wonderful example that Moses puts forward here. And we'll see it again throughout Exodus 34. So the question I would have then, Tim, coming out of this is you and I can't ascend a mountain to go commune with God face to face. How can we do that today? Because it seems that this is an impossibility for us. How can we deepen our relationship with God? I'll put forward just a suggestion for you based on what we can come across in the New Testament. I think it can be helpful for us and we'll, we'll kind of pull this out a bit more. But a verse that comes to mind as we think about well, what are ways that we can start to develop this as well? 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. We read there, the Apostle Paul writes, he says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Ah, there it is, yeah. In the face of Jesus Christ. Ooh. And so now we have a connection to, well, the Son of God. If we can look to the life of Jesus Christ... If we can start to see the way he manifested those qualities of God that we'll look at in Exodus 34, we can start to develop that very same thing. We can start to understand that glory of God and, and putting on that, that same uh, aspects and the same qualities in our own life uh, before our Heavenly Father. So I think that it could be helpful for us because this is our constant prayer to start to understand the glory of God, to see how we can develop the same character, the same qualities. And here in 2 Corinthians 4, look to Jesus, a manifestation of God who was right. able to develop those characteristics and those qualities perfectly. Right. Yeah. See, see, what, yeah. see how he lived his life and we can start to understand the same thing. Yeah. That's an important part of these studies is this aspect of God manifestation. How does God manifest himself? Mm-hmm. Not, not just through angels, but through human beings and, and through us. That's the whole purpose of God is to manifest his, these qualities mm-hmm. through us. So that, that's a great passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6. So going back to Exodus 33 again, let's just pick it up there. After God says he's going to proclaim his name before Moses, he says in verse 20, but he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. Let's just stop there because this is really interesting. God just said, you cannot see my face. But we just read earlier Mm. in verse 11 that the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. I guess probably verse 11 is probably more problematic for me. Like, what does that mean? Because we know there's a passage that Paul says in in 1 Timothy chapter 6 in verse 16. Let me just look it up real quick here. And Paul reiterates this very principle about not being able to see 
the face of God or see God himself. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 16, For God alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Mm. So, I mean, we know that to be true. Like, no flesh could come into the very presence of Almighty God and live. And I think that's what God is saying, Moses. But here in just a short span, we have these contradictory verses often used by skeptics, you know, saying, oh, look, the mm. Bible contradicts itself. But these are the kind of things like we we seek for answers. Why is this contradiction here and what what does it mean? How can we understand it? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's another great example of staying within the Bible, first of all. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, and just trying to get a sense of, are these references or passages pulled out anywhere else? Is there anywhere else we can look at in, say, the book of Exodus to start? Mm-hmm. To just get a sense of maybe what is going on here. Is this a, a contradiction? Or just by reasoning out other passages in Exodus, perhaps other places, we can come to a good conclusion on this. I think the first place perhaps to start would be just back a, a few pages in Exodus 23. Because we see here in Exodus 23 verse 20, God says, Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. So now there's this angel who will communicate. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. Mm. So now here's an angel that's going to take on the name of God, speaking and conversing with Moses. So now we come to Exodus 33, we look at Exodus 34, and we have communication with God. And yet Exodus 23 made it clear that there would be an angel who would communicate on behalf of God. Right. Now what I love is then you can turn to the New Testament. Can we look at further proof? Acts chapter 7. In Acts chapter 7, and Stephen is going through this lengthy speech, and he says on numerous occasions in Acts chapter 7, in uh, you know verse 30, verse 35, verse 38, verse 53, all throughout those references, he refers not to God speaking with Moses. He calls out an angel, an angel who spoke with Moses, an angel who spoke with Moses time and time and time again. And so I think when you put those passages together, as you mentioned, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.17, God is invisible, but an angel who takes right. on the name of God could communicate with Moses. And that's picked up in Acts chapter 7, the very same conclusion. So it's like that big puzzle that we've talked about before. If you just look at one piece on its own, you can be led to that conclusion. Well, this is a contradiction. This doesn't make sense. If you step back, put a few more pieces together, you start yeah. to see the picture, yeah. the completed picture. And I think there is something amazing here that Moses had an opportunity to speak with an angel who took on the name of God, who bore that name of God, and could communicate directly with him. And with this angel that is picked up in Acts chapter 7 was consistent. And I know you've looked at this in, in previous podcasts. Yeah, Our listeners have. are familiar like, with it. You're this. saying the same thing. Yeah, we talked about this in a, a few podcasts ago about the angels and how they they manifest God. Mm. And if you came to an angel and you you were talking to him, you, you were talking with God. Yeah. The angel would speak on behalf of God. Yeah. And 
it's interesting, like with angels, it's a whole fascinating study. Like <laughs> sometimes they just appear like regular men yeah. and they even know it was an angel. Yeah. And other times they are like effulgent in light and people fall down before them as if they were dead because they're just shaking in their boots mm-hmm. at the very presence of this angel. So it seems like they have this ability to project that glory yeah. in different ways or hold it back. Is that what's happening here, maybe? The angel that Moses is talking Mm -hmm. about is saying, I'm going to reveal my glory to you and reveal myself, but you're not going to be able physically to be able to see my face Mm because no man can see my face and live. But at other times, you can speak face to face with Mm me. Yeah, I think the Gospel of John can help us with that. John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. No one has ever seen God. And so once again, we see there's this, no one has seen God. God is invisible. Here's the angels who can communicate as the messengers from God, communicate with men as they did here with Moses, as they've done, you know, as you've discussed in, in previous podcasts with Jacob, with Abraham. And now here, once again, what we're starting to see, did we catch that connection again to to Jesus, to the Son of God, right. full of grace and truth. The very same thing we saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So we're starting to all see these themes kind of start to come together as to what we're seeing here in Exodus chapter 33. An angel communing with Moses, bearing the name of God, and now our understanding deepening of, well, how can we start to appreciate the same thing? We don't have angels communicate directly with us, Tim. Once again, we're forced to look into the the record is drawing us to consider the Son of God. Look at Christ, consider his life, see how he lived. So I think when you, again, when you piece the record together, when you start to look at these verses together, it makes a lot of sense. I think that's the beauty of the Bible. (laughs) It makes sense. Yeah. You just have to spend the time to look into it. And once you see these principles, this principle we're calling God manifestation, Mm. And how God manifests himself through angels. It really does start to fit together across the Bible consistently mm-hmm. and really brings it together. And that's the exciting thing about this passage. I remember this passage when I first started seeing these things and the lights started clicking for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, wow, I was just so excited. And I, I still read this with such excitement because it's just such a powerful part of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So we see here we've been with Moses in a conversation with God. And we see how Moses acts, and we've seen some great real-life principles about how we want to take on the same kind of inquisitive, just real desire to get to know God even deeper and fuller. We're going to break off here, but we're going to go into that even even deeper in the next podcast, because God is going to put Moses in this little cleft of a rock. He's going to protect him in that cleft of the rock while he passes behind him and Moses is going to feel that power of God that's there and God is going to proclaim his name to Moses and this is going to be the most powerful scripture I can assure you that you will ever read in the whole of the Bible Hmm. and that should impact your life so hold on for the next podcast Nacy.
Podcasts are great, but it's even better studying the Bible with friends. If you would like to join us for a live Zoom online Bible study, then go to our website at www.essentialbiblestudies.org to see the times and how to connect in. We're also giving away free Essential Bible Study Media Kits. This is a really cool way to share the podcast with others, with business cards, stickers, and bookmarks, lots of cool things. All you have to do is send us your mailing address using our website contact form, or direct message us on Instagram or Facebook, and then wait anxiously at the mailbox for it to arrive. This is a Christadelphian podcast supported by the Book Road Ecclesia in beautiful Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. Until next time, my dear friends, may God help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen.